Podcast. I am Gabriel Chavez. And I am Paul Schindel. This week is a special bonus episode, uh, continuing on the conversation that we had about cats. Paul, after we finished recording, decided that he was going to argue this movie as high art and that it did give me such a horrifying reaction that anything that can generate that kind of a reaction has to be some form of art. But without further ado, here is that conversation. Unedited, unfiltered, no splashiness. Enjoy. No, I mean, I like, I hate Andy Warhol, and I get what you're saying about, like, you know, society might view this differently in the future, but, like, I, I don't see this as being some sort of, like, deep shit. I think this is going to be yeah. viewed in the same way as The Room. Like, it's been 20 years since The Room, and, like, that movie still sucks. And part of it is like Tommy yeah. Wiseau is so fucking terrible in it. And so much <laughs> of that movie is terrible, yeah. but like it's, there's like this camp following because of how bad it is, but to like believe that there's some going to be like some sort of societal shift on this movie because it's memorable in some sort of way. Like it's a fucking nonsense movie, dude. Like <laughs> there's nothing happening in here. Like, okay. So Gabe and I were talking after we ended the recording, but I was saying that, Perhaps in 20 years when Trump is elected to his fifth term as president in some <laughs> sort of bizarro world that this movie will be like 2001 when that came out, it was <laughs> critically derided. And, People yeah. hated it. Yeah. And, you know, now it's one of the classics. Yeah. And so maybe in 20 years, this movie is going to be like the turning point in cinema when when all movies turn to crotch smashing jokes and <laughs> and every and green green screen bullshittery yeah. and i don't uh, know man i mean who knows that's how the... it's going to shape it but i, I think it's going to have a big cult following in the coming years and i mean it's i it's... might enjoy going to see it at, at a midnight show yeah i i feel like it's competently put together but like it's not once again, there's like no story here for me to grab onto. So like, yeah. even though it's competently put together, like it's not, it's not like a fucking Michael Bay movie where they like constantly <laughs> cross the fucking line or whatever. And it's like, this movie is competently put together other than the shaky cam at the beginning, which is really off putting, but yeah, it's but maybe it just, it just crosses the line so far that it's genius. That it's, tra- it's coming it's into, just, I mean, you said it, it earlier, like our yeah. minds, but it's just so far ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, gar- I guarantee you, I guarantee you in 10 years, somebody is going to write an article about how this movie is ahead of its time. I guarantee it yeah. because like it, it is so unlike anything that I've ever seen in a musical sense or anything that I've ever seen in a filmic sense. And it fucking pisses me off. And like, yeah. like Paul was saying earlier before we, when we stopped recording was yeah. that great art. I mean, I'm not calling this great art specifically, yeah. but like great art causes a strong reaction yeah. and like Andy Warhol, I fucking hate Andy Warhol and I hate, I hate Ray Lichtenstein. I don't understand where their place in society is. And like Andy Warhol's thing about like the factory and like the artists working collaboratively and that shit. And like that guy coming to kill Andy Warhol, I get it. 
But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> Andy Warhol probably should have been shot because like his Campbell soup cans or his Marilyn Monroe is just like, what the fuck, dude? Like you're a pop, <laughs> you're a pop culture artist at best. At worst, you're a right. fucking scumbag cocksucker that doesn't know what you're doing. But, but anyways, so what I was saying is that if you measure art by the amount of reaction that it elicits, this is great art because <laughs> of the amount of hatred that it's, like gotten out of people and yeah. how memorably hateable it is and so i mean i, I don't know would, i think who is that artist time, this i'm sorry go ahead given time this might be like one of the great great movies of <laughs> the late 20th century 21st yeah. century well i don't or know no, 20 2010s what decade are we called the 2010s the 10s, 2010s yeah the 10s desi's yeah <laughs> no i mean what what i was gonna say is remember that artist that visual artist that did that thing with like uh the cross and like the fucking jar of urine and like smeared dung all over the virgin mary and it was that big thing right. you remember that yeah. i don't i don't even i don't i don't even remember the artist but i remember the fucking like non-stop vitriol that came out of that and it caused this like extreme reaction by people yeah and like i was on the side of like you're a cheap hack like you put a cross in a fucking jar of your and you smart, yeah. smeared some dung on the virgin mary that doesn't take any fucking ingenuity but like at the same time i've seen plenty of artists where there was this one artist that i saw i think it was in i think it was when we were in san francisco maybe where there was like all those burned pieces of wood that were being hung from fish line and when you viewed it from the front, it just looked like a bunch of burned pieces of wood. But as you tracked around the side of it and you saw how the light was being projected on the pieces of wood, on the shadow is where the art became art, is that it formed this, like, I can't even remember what the portrait was, but it formed a shape that was a piece of art based on these charred pieces of wood hanging. And at yeah. first when I saw it, I was just like, that's some bullshit. It's a bunch of fucking charred pieces of wood hang from fucking fish line. But as I sat there and I really thought about it, I was like, there's something to this because it's causing me to have this like extreme guttural reaction to it that I want to rip it down. But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I understand where that's you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's definitely no, this, something. Yeah. Uh, this is going to have a big cult following for better or worse. I don't know. I don't know. It could be, <laughs> could be viewed as the, the end of American cinema and it could very well be the, the chinese like taking over the rain <laughs> media I mean, or something like that so I don't know. so many so many reviews that i read about this movie when i was going through my favorite reviews of the week was uh they were talking about how this movie is undoubtedly going to be looked at as one of the worst movies of the 2010s and it came right at the end of the 2010s and like i think that there's something to that but Pathetic. i think it's also <laughs> i think it's also something to be talked about because it's like this is one of those movies that it wasn't just some asshole like that director chaos that did X versus sever. It's like, it's a bad movie done by a great director that understands filmmaking like the damned United and, you know, fucking the King's speech and even Les Mis like they understand filmmaking. They understand how it works and how to elicit a response that's tied to the story, even though they each have their own problems, but it's like, this movie, it's done by a guy that knows what he's doing. He's not just some asshole that got $95 million in order to make a movie, but it's still turned out like this, you know? And it's like, yeah. 
I don't so know. Was I mean, it on purpose? Was it accidental? Was it like the perfect confluence I mean, of the winds that created this abortion? <laughs> or the, the only the only pe- the only person that hasn't spoke about how this has been received is Tom Hooper. The only thing that I know about Tom Hooper's reaction to this is that he wanted to put out so badly this other cut, which is the cut that we're seeing, that the original cut he wasn't happy with that and he tried to put this other cut out two days after and universal accepted it that they wanted to recall all the dcps and put out the new one yeah so there there's something to that and that he understood something was off but like if this was his preferred version i'm like god damn it dude like (laughs) i mean maybe it's also i mean I've, i've talked about this before but like there's a movie done by Jean-Luc Godard who everybody always celebrates because of Breathless. You know, like if it wasn't for Breathless, like Quentin Tarantino wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Breathless. You know, like there's something about Jean-Luc Godard's filmmaking that made him into a filmmaker. And so like when when I saw Breathless, I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand its place in history, but I'm not a Jean-Luc Godard fan. And like Pierre LeFou, I fucking hate that movie. I fucking hate Pierre LeFou. <laughs> But he did this other movie called Weekend. And I remember that when Uh I saw Weekend, I was like, I was in college and we were talking about it in a French film class. And like we saw, we saw the movie and the next week we talked about it. And when we were talking about it, I read all these articles in between about its reaction, its place in like film history and like cinema and blah, 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 blah. And like I read it and I came back and I was watching it again as we were talking about the different clips. And I was just like, there's a scene if you don't know what it's about, it's about this like family that tries to get away for a weekend out of Paris during the seventies or during the sixties. And like they, they try to drive out of Paris and they land up in the world's longest traffic jam. And this movie's famous <laughs> because they did this 1500 long dolly track scene or 1500 foot long dolly truck shot where they panned past like, Damn. it was something like 150 cars that they crashed or they did art department shit on but like they passed all these cars and it's the world's longest traffic jam. And there's like weird existential type shit about like people sitting on top of flipped over cars, like playing chess and shit like that. But it's weird shit like that. that This movie profits on, but these people end up saying, Oh fuck it. I'm not going to sit in the traffic jam. And they decide to walk to their destination. So they get out and they walk and they end up coming across this like, uh, small community of cannibals that lives in the middle of the forest and these cannibals there's a scene where this cannibal chef wearing a a chef's hat kills the younger teenage girl puts her in like this position where like she's naked and like you don't see her nudity but like her legs are sticking up into the frame and he's like cooking her quote unquote and so he's like cracking all these eggs into her like spread eagle vagina and like he take like the last thing that he does after he puts the carrots in and everything else is he takes this giant like sea bass and you see him like going to stuff it into her <laughs> vagina uh-huh. and it it cuts to the next scene and i remember that we were talking about this in the in the class and they were talking about like oh it's significance in terms of like it is a film and blah 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 blah, blah. and i don't like that movie but I, w- I was sitting there and i was just listening to all these people try to break this down and i was just like no 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 this movie exists because Jean-Luc Godard had already made Breathless and he knew that a bunch of jerk-offs like us would be sitting around trying to analyze it. <laughs> He's making fun of us right now. That's what's yeah. happening. He's making fun of us as a film-going art populace trying to find some sort of significance in this fucking thing that he made. 
And he's just making fun of us because of that. And sometimes I think the bad movies are exactly that. They're making fun of the pretentious film going yeah. populist. And I can't count myself above it because there's like, there's several movies that I like that I know aren't accessible to human beings in general. And I'm like, like fucking uh, Bella Tars movies or like Satan Tango, Satan Tango, his eight and a half fucking hour long movie that he did in yeah, Hungary. Watch that. No, dude, nobody yeah. should. Nobody should, but I, I fucking saw it. And like, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to talk to you about how great it was. But like, at the same time, I'm like, is it really great? Because it's completely inaccessible, but it caused an extremely like guttural reaction from me, just like any of Matthew Barney's movies did. Like when I saw yeah. Drawing Restraint 9, same thing. I'm like, I know that he's Bjork's husband or he's Bjork's husband. And I fucking hate him because he thinks that he's like this some grand artist that he's never going to get a distribution deal. So he makes his movies like art, like the Mona Lisa, you know, like you can only see it at one place during this time. If you don't see it, then you're never going to see it. And like, that's yeah. Matthew Barney is that he views his films as art. If you don't see it in the one showing that happens in New York on February 28th, 2008, it's never going to see the light of day again. And I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, I'm like I'm that pretentious douchebag that is going to sit there and talk about it. And Jean-Luc Godard is most certainly making fun of people like me <laughs> who sit there and like talk about this kind of shit. But Cats isn't even that, dude. Like Cats isn't some sort of thing that's like making fun of its audience. I really honestly believe that Tom Hooper thought that he was making a good movie and that he was going to score on the Oscars or whatever. And he shit the fucking bed because he, <laughs> he over, he over, uh, he over i guess he thought too much of his material that isn't good i don't know a better way of phrasing that but he he had too much confidence arrogance. yeah and his arrogance is so fucking high that hubris. he just he, yeah. Hubris, yeah hubris is a good uh yeah description for this movie i'd say it's yeah. absolutely hubris dude i mean between the cast and the fucking crew this movie was built entirely upon hubris. And this is, this is literally the fucking Shakespearean <laughs> definition of what happens when hubris comes <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think it's kind of important in order to note that this is hubris at work right here in this fucking movie. But anyway. Only time will tell. We'll see if I'm right <laughs> or you're right. We'll see. We'll see. All, all we'll that being... In 20 years, Gabe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I, 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 I will. I, I'll hold you to that. But in 20 years, I will watch this fucking movie again and I will talk to you when I'm fucking 53 years old and I've had like some shit happen to me. Like, what the, what the fuck? I thought about cats. But, dude, like, I, we didn't talk about it before, but like, we didn't talk about what we were going to do next week. There isn't, there isn't something that's immediately standing out to me, but like, cats was one of those movies that was like the strike of brilliance i was like man i can fucking shit down that movie's yeah. throat all day i didn't even know it without even seeing been, that shit yeah we've been shitting on it for like three hours <laughs> three now. hours so, yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah <laughs> that's something i mean that's something to be said here but i don't know paul what do you what are you what have you been what have you seen recently that you think deserves mention <sighs> i don't know man i haven't uh I watched Guns Akimbo. That was bad, but in a good way. Um, yeah. I don't know. We did the musical after me bugging you about it for a long time. So there we go. There we go. 
that's done. <laughs> the Ocean Musical. Any other don't genres? Ever, don't ever to... bring up a, a musical to me for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, I, dude, I think that honestly, I'm, I'm not joking here, but I think that we should turn our attention toward David Lynch, like this yeah. fucking art house director that I goddamn hate. And, you know, like, I don't understand his place in society or his place in, like, film history. I'm like, fuck him, dude. He's not going to be remembered in the same way that, like, Kubrick or anybody else is remembered. Like, his name will inevitably come up, but it'll come up in, like, an Aki Kurizmaki kind of way. You know, you're going to be like, who the fuck are you talking about? And then some asshole like me is going to be like, oh, yeah, I did this movie. You know, like, you'll be like, oh, I think I saw (laughs) part of that. But like that's how I view that David Lynch is going to be seen at one point. Is that everybody's going to be like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, it sort of rings a bell. But like, fuck him, I never saw any of his movies. And like, I, I feel like that's definitely David Lynch because as the more time goes on, he's becoming more and more, um, I guess, uh, out of touch or like inaccessible. Because like, Did you see his we'll- latest one with the monkey. No, I haven't. what's it called? <laughs> I keep forgetting I the name. I remember. Of it. I'll yeah. have to, I have to look it up because I remember that I looked it up when I heard about it's like it. Fifteen I, minutes, so yeah. it's worth it's worth seeing just for but our, whatever the fuck it is. I remember weird. that I looked it up and I on IMDb, and I was just like, I didn't see the name attached to his directing credits, and I was like, I thought this was like a thing that it was like a short done by David Lynch with Netflix and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I didn't see it in his credits and I just completely forgot about it other than it was the David Lynch monkey movie. So <laughs> I, I really don't know, but I, I, I'm leaning toward David Lynch just because I don't want to sit through Inland Empire because it's three hours and 10 minutes long. I really don't want to sit through that shit. Yeah. What but would like, you prefer? I, I would like to talk about Eraserhead because I fucking hate Eraserhead. Eraserhead. And I mean, it's been, it's been probably 15 years since I've seen Eraserhead, but yeah, Maybe it's something that I haven't um, noticed before. All this, you like, send it, film yeah, history. send it to me, and uh, we'll watch it. I, I don't really, I don't remember it too well. <laughs> so you should uh, send it to me and watch it. And if I think I can either defend it against your onslaughts or Shit complain on it. about it too, then yeah. But if it's kind of like I don't know what's going on, I don't care. Feel strongly about it one way or the other, then I might say. We should I mean, else. I feel I feel like it's between for me. I feel just based on the movies that we listed here. I I kind of want to look at Journey to China, The Iron Mask. I added this to the list. I don't know if you know about this movie, but it's a it's a fucking Jackie Chan movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, oh, and it takes place good. in like. <laughs> that sounds good. It takes place in like ancient China and it has something to do with like an iron mask associated with a curse or whatever. But fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is dressed in like British tails and like with the fucking triangle hat and everything. Yeah. And they're fighting. And I saw the trailer wow. and I was like, what the fuck? Like- <laughs> you should send that. Yeah. See, I'd so, sit that. Oh my god, yeah, that sounds like a really off. So yeah, send me a racer head and send me that if you got them. All right, I'll oh, dig it up. It'd be fun to watch racer head. <laughs> I fucking hate weird. that movie, dude. I hate that goddamn Baby movie thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, eventually, eventually, I feel like you have to see an Inland Empire just to see my complete falling out with David Lynch because there's something about Lost Highway that I like, even though I fucking yeah. hate that movie. And there's something about Mulholland Drive as well that I like, even though I hate that movie. 
but like inland empire was the time with david lynch that i was just like fuck him dude like he's a pretentious cunt that like i just i don't know why the fuck he's still making movies like who the who the <laughs> yeah. fuck is gonna watch a three hour and ten minute movie where there's this 30 minute sequence of two people wearing rabbit heads ironing shirts who the fuck is gonna watch that you know like the only reason that i watched yeah. it is i hate david lynch so much you know like that's the only reason i watched it but if i was forced to watch it again like i would have a hard time watching it again because i fucking hate his pretentious bullshit He's yeah. the he's the guy that gives movie nerds like me a bad name because he's the guy that everybody's like, oh my god, oh David Lynch and like sucking his dick. But I'm like, fuck him, dude. He's a pretentious bullshit artist that's just like gotten lucky to get this far. And my friend Devin, you remember Devin, the guy that shot my wedding? Yeah. He yeah. was saying that he actually saw David Lynch's masterclass. You know, that whole sequence of like things online. Oh, called masterclass. Yeah, sure. Sure. And he said that it was David Lynch rambling about bullshit for nine hours. And he was just surprised wow. at how there was no information and nothing compared to like the fact that this guy did blue velvet, there should be at least three hours of content based on his experience yeah, with blue velvet. That. And right. like on top of like the straight story, which is the only movie that I'll give David Lynch is that the straight story is a great movie. He made it with Disney. It's his only G rated movie, but it's a fucking great movie, dude. And like, it's the only thing that I'll ever give him. But like, I, I remember that I was talking to Devin about this and I was like, dude, I fucking hate that guy. Like that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, I, I, I say that I'm leaning toward David Lynch with a racer head or a journey to China, the iron mask. Cause I would love to rip Jackie Chan, a new asshole because that guy <laughs> has been riding on some bullshit for like 30 years. And I'm like, Jackie, like, what are you doing? Let go, dude? Like, yeah. let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. So I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'll, I'll send you that. Yeah, that shit. sounds fine. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, we'll talk that. about it. We'll talk about it in the next couple of days and figure out what we're doing. All right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that very special bonus episode. Once again, this is the Movie Dicks podcast. I am Gabriel Chavez, and I'm Paul Schindel. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.